Welcome to the Painfully Average Podcast. Episode 2, Adulting. Right, welcome. It's episode 2 of the Painfully Average Podcast. Can you believe we made it to episode 2? People actually listened <laughs> some to pe- our... Some people may or may not listen. <laughs> to the actual like trollop that came out of our mouth <laughs> trollop i've not heard that word in time anyway yeah thank you to everyone who did submit their feedback is that a thing submit no gave suggested suggested their th- their thoughts and feedback on episode what? one of our podcast i really enjoyed episode oh, one. i did enjoy episode i actually one. listened to it back about three times because um i'm clearly obnoxious <laughs> and i really did think to myself for people for two people who are not very good at dealing with their own lives <laughs> we gave some pretty good advice we did to be fair i think um i realized i sounded incredibly anxious and scared yeah. to begin you with you and um you can hear if you <laughs> throughout the podcast you and gets progressively less anxious about what he's doing he starts thinking welcome welcome to the pain but i think it was just because i was like i've had a lot of conversations with you of not a microphone and then i was just like a microphone was yeah. like oh shit me and you and deep things on the regular so the fact that we suddenly had two mics on us we just both panicked about how to yeah. how to have a I conversation was sh- i was shell-shocked he was shell-shocked by but uh, i'm feeling more confident i've got i've got good vibes today I've recovered from my swollen face. Yeah, so Ewan, this week, if you would like to know what's been going on, uh, Ewan managed to somehow, like, I don't know, bruise, break, did something with his jaw after eating a bit of cheese. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Such a me accident. And, uh, cheese. had to take a day off purely because his face swelled up so much he couldn't face coming If you've in. watched Harry Potter and the Deathly Hours Part 2, you'll know that when Harry Potter gets hexed in the woods and his face goes all disfigured, that's that essentially Ewan. what I look like. Yeah, so Minus the scar. He nearly cancelled this podcast. Ba- bearing in mind, you can't see us. You were nearly cancelled because he didn't want anyone to see his <laughs> face. To which I pointed out, it is just I in a studio, which is literally like, it's huge. And we're ju- there's two luckily people in though, it. Luckily though, my face is somewhat normal now. Yeah, it's, it's gone down. He's okay now. I'm so only like 50% dramatic. ugly level at the moment. Anyway. Moving on. So today's topic is... Adulting. It is indeed. I'm excited about this because adulting is one of those topics... Sorry, I just want to say it one more time. Ewan will continue to take annoyingly loud drinks throughout this podcast. Right, so I, this, I have an issue. This bottle, right? So if you... I won't. But it basically, if you squeeze it like you're meant to, it just makes a wailing noise after. So that's why I had to take the lid off. <sighs> Honestly, just ignore him. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> the topic is adulting. It is. And I think this is a really interesting topic to talk about because we are... So for those who don't know, me and you are both 21, born two days apart. Yeah, we found this out this morning. It's just quite a weird, quite a weird moment. June the 23rd, 1998. And you and two days younger than I. A Tuesday and a Thursday. What, what great days. The best days of our family's lives, no but, doubt. <laughs> of course. Um, but we, at 21, have gathered quite a bit of life experience in trying to be adults. And I think particularly when you go to university, yeah. that's very defining time as an adult. So we thought, what better than to discuss being an adult and i think we both come from different perspectives on we this do, one yes. as well we've broken it down as we did before into three kind of segments mm-hmm. this is going to be a key theme i feel from this podcast I do. it's going to be three helps to structure us and stop us yes, just chatting exactly so breeze. i've actually totally forgotten what the first, so the first one was the first so professional as always so the first topic uh is when did you realize that you were an adult and I think this Yesterday. is a very <laughs> this morning i think this is a very interesting question because yeah. I'm going to start this off. I'm just being a bit selfish. Oh, you know. I'm yeah, being yeah. Selfish. That's fine. Um, in saying, I don't know 
if I even do feel like an adult yet because I do so many adult things and I spin so many adult plates and carry responsibilities. I haven't heard it. What's it when you say spin plates? Spin plates. It's, it's, it's a phrase my mum says to me. Okay. She says, oh, you're spinning too many plates. Oh, so you've like got a lot you're on. considering too many things. Yeah, and you've got okay, a lot on yeah. your... Like, you're juggling a lot of things. You've got a lot of jobs. So I not only do an MA, but I also work freelance... Um, stop pulling a face <laughs> also work freelance in media related activities yeah um i find myself almost running myself completely burning to the ground sometimes yes. because i'm doing too much that is what you call spinning too many plays and you often find i think you realize you're bit you're an adult when you have a hell of a lot of responsibility on your shoulders because i think the difference between being a child and being an adult is often falls with responsibility. You've got responsibility of housing, money, that kind of thing. Um, and I've particularly felt it since doing an MA because I, as Ewan has not done yet because he took a placement year, yeah. I've actually graduated and left university once. And that most Just, daunting yeah. feeling of thinking, oh my God, what am I doing my with my life? My life has now begun. Yeah, that is probably the moment I went, shit. Do you want to know when I realised I was an adult? It's not quite as like poignant. Poignant. It's going to be like oh, I don't know when I went to the shops by myself for the first time. No, 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 no. Go on. I then. wasn't allowed to go to the shop when I was younger. It's too far away. Um, Enlighten me. Uh, the moment I realised I was an adult is when I locked myself out that my of my uni house for the first time, and I was like, "Well, I can't, I can't call my mum and get her to bring the keys. None of the, the lads are here. I've just got to get back in." How did you get back in? Well, so um, basically, my house. Um, has like a utility room where if you shut the door to the utility room, you essentially lock yourself out of the house. Right. So I was doing some washing. I was like, oh, I shut myself. Um, then essentially what I did is I opened the door that took me into the garden. I got the wheelie bin from the garage. Oh, God. I wheeled the wheelie bin to the bathroom. There's, You know, like bathrooms have like a bigger window and a smaller window. Yeah. I stood on the wheelie bin, hoisted my upper body through the window. Right. Opened the lower window. Got you. And then sort of shunted myself through... <laughs> like a little wiggly worm and Love then that. fell onto the floor but yeah and that was the moment you realized and then I i'm realized, an adult but i just think well maybe not the the act of getting in but when you're like when you feel that moment of like you are on your own mm. responsibility well, again yeah, i say as well like when i when i got dropped off at uni in first year and i rocked up at my flat my mum was like oh we'll make the room all nice she helped me make the bed got all my food out you know she was like okay right is there anything else you need i was like no no it's fine like you can go she's like okay sure yeah and off she went and I she kind of left the door shut behind her and I was like oh fuck I was like I am actually now By on myself. my own yeah it's when you realize again you have to take responsibility for yourself for the first time and you've spent so yeah. long I think with just not even quite realizing how much your parents do for you until you have to do I mean it I took quite a lot of responsibility so when I was younger I'm I think I've got OCD of like cleanliness and washing mm -hmm. I used to get really annoyed because what used to happen at home is I've got three siblings and uh, my two parents so there's six of us living in the house mm -hmm. if I just put my stuff in the washing machine and everyone else put it on top I lost about four excellent t-shirts mainly my <laughs> seven up t-shirt which I lost for two years and I was like so sad about it then I found it and it was too small for me but you know we, um, move. we move on I made the decision I was like right I'm gonna do my own washing because I I want to be able to like I don't know, have my football kit and wash my kit and know that I've got like both sets of socks or shorts or whatever. So in terms of things like that, I've always been relatively independent. I think a lot of people, like a lot of my housemates or all of my housemates, when we first moved in, were like, how do I work a washing machine? And I was just there like... I won't lie, that was me. I was just there like, I didn't realise that... But, but yeah, 
didn't realize that that was a massive start there so i didn't realize that people necessarily not relied on their parents but that their parents did quite a lot for, for them. them yeah not that that's a bad thing at all because i think i think if i had kids i think i'd be the same i'd want to help them as much as they want but i think i was relatively independent cooking not so much just not quite master cooking just yet ewan still brings in the most random lunches i've ever it's seen. not a random lunch i've discovered that it's uh relatively healthy oh it's all right i'll just explain so i i buy like a packet of chicken he buys chicken, chorizo, and a bit of rice. And no, it's, it's actually couscous, but sorry, and some tomatoes. And Cut up the tomatoes, in. whack the whack the couscous in, chop a bit of chicken, put it in, bit of chorizo, bit of mayo, shake it up, and that's his lunch bang, like bang. every single day. And yeah, I'm waiting for a time I get bored of that. You soon? Yeah, it will be soon. soon. I just think like adulting is just weird. Like when you first when you first come to that moment where you're like. I am actually kind of responsible for myself. Mm, I and have like, to keep myself alive today. It's making decisions for yourself as well. I definitely felt like an adult when I had to make the decision about where I lived. So renting yeah. a house, uh, which bill provider I was going to go with for my gas and electricity. That was an adult moment. Yeah. And then I think as well, like when you're, especially if you're in a relationship or with a partner or something like that. And I remember just thinking like, making decisions about what you're going to do with your future and, and that involves another person or yeah, yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean that's the kind of moment or they're like, like what do you want to do this weekend and you can't be like oh you, do you want to just come and with like me and my mum and me dad my mum are going to do this like no you no, actually have like, to think what you, you two are like, going to do all oh um yeah um I haven't got any money but like normally you could just be like mum do you want to give me 20 quid and, we'll and, just, yeah. and, I'll, <laughs> and I'll pay you back and then she'd be like yeah it's fine it's fine I but, think as well like going I, on my first holiday without my parents was a really defining moment because I, I realised that I'd gotten myself to a foreign yes. country without the use of my mother or my dad. The use. The use of my mother or without my dad but it's actually, getting me to Heathrow two well, hours before yeah, I needed to But be. I think as well, like, travelling and things like that, like, leading on, I've realised, having done a lot of travelling on my placement, is it's actually not a lot of things, because I think adulting and, like, travelling is, like, quite a very much adult thing. You wouldn't expect, mm. like, a 14 or 15-year-old to be I'd be to... concerned if the 14 or 15-year-old no, 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 was travelling like, by But, themselves. like, even if, like, say they were going out for the day, yeah. you'd feel like they might be a bit apprehensive about, oh, which train am I going to get? What if it's cancelled? Yeah. But I feel like you don't actually realise once you become an adult you kind of just have to make all those decisions for yourself. Like, the train's cancelled and you'd be like, right, okay. Right, um, how do I get back now? Yeah, but best thing, best thing I've actually learned, best lesson I've learned is just ask someone. Yeah. No one talk no, to people. People are there to help you. Other adults are there to assist you. If you're unsure about what train to get, just go, "Hello mate, I'm supposed to be going to this place. Can you tell me what train?" And he'll be like, he'll look at you and he'll be like, "This person is clearly going through some yeah. troubles." But he'll be like, "Yeah, yeah, it's platform 5, mate. Just go there." I'm like, "Sick." In all honesty, I don't think we've yet reached full adulthood. And actually, even when you speak, I think to your own parents, if you're like if you're lucky enough to still have your grandparents still alive, I think you will find that actually they still rely on their parents for certain things. We will still rely on our parents. Even when I know that when I have a child, my mum will be the person that I will go to. Yeah, but then that's the one everything. thing. That's the one thing that people always say you can never prepare for. Having, Even having it, a child. Having a child because apparently, I, I, neither I, of us have children. Mike, what, I one of my eight children. No. Um, <laughs> apparently, what I've heard is that that that's literally the only thing in life that people genuinely think you can't prepare for at all. Because it's that moment when you like take home your own your own child, kid and, and you're, you're like, suddenly and not you're like, the child anymore. Shit, this thing needs to eat. And See, it needs that, to sleep. maybe that's when we'll feel like adults is when we actually have children. Right Christ. now, I'm in that weird limbo where I'm still semi financially dependent on my mum to yeah. bail me out when I need it, mm. and I'm also not really able to fully make really huge decisions like 
For example, my passport, it expired. I needed to get a new one. Did I fill the form in myself? No. Did I pay for that it? That is literally no. the worst form I've ever <laughs> done in my life. Horrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God you only have to do it once every 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my mum took full responsibility for that because I couldn't, I couldn't work out note, how to do it. Where do the, where do the, where do the parents learn all these things? Where I think you're the, born thinking your mum knows everything. But like, genuinely, I, with my swollen face, coming back to that, I called my mum and I was like, mum, my face is really swollen. What do I do? And she's like, we'll just take some ibuprofen. It's an anti-inflammatory. I know. And I was like, Brilliant. Mum knows that. Didn't realise you're a doctor, mum. The number of times, though, I find, phoned my mum and I've been like, what do I do? And she or it's goes, like, can I eat this mince? It's been, out yeah. the, it's been out the fridge for two days. She's like, yeah, just heat it up really well. The biggest one, the one I did the other day was, I have a gas oven in my house and I have yeah. never in my life seen or used a gas oven. I thought they were... Yeah, I, I also have a gas oven, yeah. And I couldn't work out a, how to switch it on without gassing the house down. And B, if I could put oil near the flame. Because I thought, fire. Right, okay. And I had to phone my mum. And I had to be like, mum, what do I do? Like, yeah. And she just seems to know the answer to everything. And I've, what I've learned is, I think even if she doesn't know the answer, to keep me calm, say she'll something pretend. with confidence. She's yeah. like, yeah, you'll if be you fine. If you say anything with confidence, people believe you. Mm. Uh, that's what I've learned. That's maybe what I'm concerned about, I think. If I have a, like, if I have a son and he goes... Dad, what do I do about this? And I genuinely don't know the answer. I'm a little bit concerned. I'm going to be like, uh, I can't, do you know what I mean? I'd be worried if my mum didn't know the answer to questions. So what's the biggest lesson that you think that you've learned in, you, I say your adult years, I mean... My, yeah, but my recent in your years, recent adult years, biggest lesson. What is the biggest lesson you think you've learned? I think it's to always trust your gut. I like that one because they say they say go with your gut. Mm. I don't think it's necessarily uh, go with your small intestine. Yeah, <laughs> choose the choose the smaller of the t- no, but um, I I genuinely think there is a lot to be said for going with your like your first instinct on something. Mm. Like if someone says to you, "Do you want to go out?" and you don't want to go out just say no yeah or, i agree with that do it's you so want to spend okay to say do no. you want to spend 50 quid on this i really think it'd be a good idea and you're like mm, not really feeling it mm. because more often than not i think it the the problems actually arise from when you almost force yourself to do something that you're not entirely comfortable with that's 100%. not to say you shouldn't push yourself out of your comfort zone because you absolutely mm. should but like if you went to me now um i don't know let's go for a three-hour drive to like the new, like drive through the new forest and camp, I'd be like, I don't really fancy that. I'm not to lie, you and I don't really fancy that. Either. No, no, but like, then, if I was a well-keen <laughs> yeah, camper, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, if if someone said that to me, I'd be like, no, my gut instinct would be no, I don't want to do that, right? But you might do it to make somebody happy. But yes, I and also don't just do things because it will make other people happy. That's the biggest thing I've had to learn as well because I spent so many years. A, having FOMO, fear of missing out for those who don't know. And B, I think saying yes to everything because I felt that I had to be living my best life, be doing absolutely everything. And that if I wasn't, people were judging me for not But then what is your best life? My best life for me is selfishly what makes me happy. And then also, second to that, less so selfishly, um, what makes the people who I care about happy. And for me, if those things are in balance, that is living my best life. And I found that the most, the times when I've been most anxious, most depressed, most run down, when I have been 
doing things that I don't actually want to do or I've just been saying yes to oh like do you want to come around and do this oh yeah because you feel like yeah you, you feel like to. you're going to miss out as well and and I it's taken me years to learn that and I'm still guilty of it now like mm. I will say yes to things I don't really want to do purely to make somebody else happy or to look I've like I'm having a great out. social life I have definitely life. missed out on things though because I've said no but I I took the thing the thing you said about living your best life right so my placement I don't I'm not I'm not trying to sell it but to all intents and purposes I went to like 16 countries yeah you had a great time. I was like in Mexico overlooking the sea do you know what I mean like posting all these things on my on my um people Instagram thought you were really cool people I was really cool and now I've returned to reality but back in Bournemouth to all intents and purposes I'm having an absolutely world-class time living my best life I'm seeing all these sports people I'm doing all this really cool shit but what people don't realize is necessarily that you're not actually having the best time. But that's social media for you. I feel like that could be a whole other topic. It in could itself. be hard. Let's let's not dwell too much on that. But I think genuinely like going with your gut and like not always saying yes to things because you're worried about what other people think. Please mm. people. I, I'm I'm definitely like a people pleaser, my mum oh, calls it. Me too. Like I I I get my kicks. No, I I it makes me feel nice or makes me feel good if I can make someone else laugh or make someone else like happy or if someone goes oh that's really nice what you've done for me there or like that means a lot to me those are like the phrases that i if someone says that to me i'm a bit like oh sick like i've done i've done a good thing i genuinely think making someone else happy is often sometimes better than like not better than feeling happy in yourself but like gives makes, you pleasure makes you feel happy but then also you shouldn't always be trying to make other people happy because then you'll never be happy it's finding the balance isn't it yes i think another thing i've learned is that if and this is in my very short adult life, aka the years between 18 and 21. Yes. Um, is that if a situation is making you unhappy, and this kind of links to what you're saying, yeah. Um, that it's okay to get out of it. But if you've lived something, you shouldn't live with regret because I spent so long looking back on like, even like last year, for example, and I just would say, oh, I regret it. It was terrible. It was this. And actually, I think, this is going to sound so cliche, but everything is a lesson and it has made me a stronger adult and a yes. more independent person and somebody who can make decisions for themselves. Um, Don't more be wisely. afraid to learn from your mistakes. Yeah, though, you have to saying. make mistakes to be able to learn. And also when I was facing the, oh my God, what the fuck do I do now? I'm leaving university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was so scary. And I had to move to Bournemouth by myself knowing nobody like literally yeah, yeah, nobody yeah, yeah. and then re-establish an entirely new life and that was the scariest decision i could have made but making that myself and then making a whole new set of friends finding a house doing xyz without my parents was honestly one of the most defining adult moments i had where thinking my parents know nothing you know really yeah, yeah, about know, my life they know they know like where you're living and they yeah. know that you're yeah, but everything, to use a cooker, but. <laughs> but everything I'm doing here is for me and I have done this myself and looking back and seeing what I've achieved in even the last like three months gonna yeah. do, 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 toot her own horn um, is actually you know that's a great moment and I look at my friends and I'm so proud of um, how far we've all come in that like going from the shit what do we do leaving uni moment yeah, yeah, yeah. to seeing where everyone's gone we yeah, haven't all your mates it. have kind of yeah got, like, we're all actual adults now Um and yeah, okay, cool. Some of us don't feel like we want to grow up yet. I've spoken to some of my friends. A lot of my friends are teachers. Mm. Um, and they have said that they don't feel like adults and they feel like you're faking it. But I actually think that's okay. It's still okay. I still want to be young. I'm 21. Mm. I want to be an adult, but then I also want to not have to take my life so seriously. And I think it's okay to say, sometimes I'm going to just 
be young and be the age that I am. I don't think you ever fully know yourself, though. No. I genuinely think that's true. Like, I think you I think... die not quite knowing yourself. <laughs> well, that. <laughs> and that concludes the podcast. <laughs> no, I genuinely think, like, I've, because um, I'm recently, I've got quite close with my, like, my uh, granddad on my mum's side and, like, talking to him about his life. Um, and he's been telling me all these stories about how he was, like, a surveyor in Rygate and all this kind of thing. Um, and he said, like, because we were talking about, like, jobs and things, and he was like, I don't still don't really know why I did what I did when I was younger. I don't mm. quite know why I made decisions. But he's like, I don't... Th he says, you kind of never really know what you're doing. But as when you make that decision, you can almost, like, justify it in your own head. And it's temporary as well. If you're listening yeah. to this now and you're thinking... I've left uni, I'm stuck in a job and I'm not quite sure this is for me. Yeah. That's not going to last forever. You will be doing something yeah, yeah, different. Yeah. And it is it is within your control. Another adult thing, adult point number. She raises, she raises a I finger. I raise a finger. Um, and I literally had this conversation with a friend yesterday who was saying, look, she's left uni. Yep. She's feeling really down and stuck in a job mm -hmm. that she hates. And I said, okay, you can sit there and complain about it or you can do something about it. And it's those that do something about yes. it and make the decision and put the responsibility. Again, it all comes back to responsibility on their own shoulders. And you go and get yourself something that you actually do enjoy. Yeah. And you you making the decisions and forging the path of your own life is when you are taking responsibility and being an adult. You sitting back and complaining is not being an adult. That was... that was God, that was powerful, wasn't that, it? I, I saw you sort of like placing your hands together. If you could see what I'm doing right now, guys, I'm There really, was a lot of gesticulation. I'm gesticulating quite... I hate but that But I think... I think... Um, sort of kind of wrapping this up as like thing you like... Lesson you've learned as an adult or like when... All that sort of thing is... I think genuinely have really high ambitions for yourself. Mm. Like aim... aim If you aim for the moon and you reach the stars, you probably got where you were going to be. The highest you were going to be. I mean... Anything's possible. Any, like genuinely anything is possible. If you said to me, I want to be an astronaut, I'd probably take the piss. But genuinely, if you made it as an astronaut, pff, fair, pl fair, fair play, play mate. Yeah. Fair play. No, but like, I think, I think, um, go with like, go with your gut on things. Like if you think to yourself, like let's, let's, I don't know, let's use this as a, like, as a basis. So say we're like, we both do the radio, right? Mm -hmm. You could say to me, right, I want to be drive time presenter on Radio 1. Someone said this to me yesterday. Do you know how weird this is? Someone said to me last night, this is my friend Molly. Hi, Molly. She said to me, is the ultimate goal, so for those who don't know, the name drop used to, used to intern at Radio 1. Uh, and she said and to me, I'm giving you, I'm giving you evils. So um, I, she basically said to me, is your ultimate goal yeah. to be a presenter on Radio 1? Right. And I went, oh, I can't do that. I couldn't do that. How would I do that? Yeah. And I shut it down. And then I was thinking to myself later on, why would I do? Why did I shut that down? If I don't make it as that, then cool, I'll do something yeah. else. But why can't I aim for that? Why can't I say like to someone that, that's my ultimate in goal? In that instance, like go of your gut and believe in yourself that you yeah. can do something. And then let's say, right, you want to be uh, like present for Radio One, and then you present for say like one Heart tier, FM. Heart <laughs> FM, not to diss Heart FM, but like a tier below that. Say mm. that's probably where you're going to get to. But if you go. Oh well, I'm just going to present on I don't know hospital radio. Yeah, not be stuck yeah. in rural yeah. Bournemouth hospital yeah, for the rest yeah, yeah. of my life. But like, then you're never going to actually achieve things. And I think that's genuinely where a lot of people fall down. And a lot of people get stressed is not that they don't have ambition, but they maybe place their ambition in the wrong aspect. Aim for the stars, people. Aim for the stars. <laughs>
becoming an adult, right. what would it be? Um, that's actually a very good question. I would say care less about what others think of you yeah, and care more about what you're doing in yourself. Because when I was younger, I used to really, like I still do, absolutely still care what other people think of me. I used to really be bothered. Especially when your face is so swollen. Thanks. Sorry. Thanks. It's decreased and swelling now. <laughs> um, but I used to be like really my, the be all and end all for me was whether people liked me. Mm-hmm. And then one day, uh, a boy called Callum, if I doubt Callum's listening, but hello Callum if you are listening. <laughs> he said to me, Ewan, why do you care so much about what other people think of you? And I looked at him and I went, I actually don't know. And he was like, if someone doesn't like you, that's their problem. If you don't like someone else, then that's fine. But the main thing he said was like, if someone doesn't like you, that's their problem. Unless you've done something that's obviously like... Hurtful. Yeah, like if you've punched them in the face and they're probably not going to like you. But if you've not actually genuinely done anything Mm. to them, you've not said a bad word about them, you've not offended their family or something like that, and they're being basically being a dick to you for no reason, then why do you actually care? And I was there like, fuck. I hadn't actually thought about that. Epiphany. So I think if I could go back in time, I would go to myself like before that moment and be like, right, sit down little old me who was like four foot high and squeak, little squeaky voice. <laughs> hello, hello. I'm um, Ewan. Yeah. And be like, right, okay. Explain, like, just don't, just don't worry about what people think of you. Genuinely, if people, some, there are some people whose only, only like intention, validation, validation is to like bring, not, not that they go around going, oh, I must bring someone down today. But like, there are people that go around and they'll find a negative in every little thing you do. That usually reflects an insecurity within themselves. Exactly. So if, as long as you're happy in what you're doing and you're not hurting, anybody. you're not hurting anyone in what you're doing, then actually think like being concerned about what people think of you is actually just going to make you feel worse in yourself. Definitely. I think you make a really good point there. And it kind of links it. If I, so it kind of links into my point of wish of what I could tell my younger self. Um, flashback in time flashback in time um, and I, I mine almost when I think about what I would tell myself I look mm. at it in sort of two stages and I look at myself when I was sort of like 13 or 14 and I have a sort of like advice for myself then <laughs> okay, yeah, and then yeah. I wish I could literally speak to myself last year yeah. because actually and this is going to sound a bit a bit, a bit deep that's fine prepare deep warning um, is that deep warning, deep warning um, is that I was a bit like you concerned what other people thought mm. but not in the same way i was i was concerned about people so i had a lot of like anxiety from the age mm-hmm. of about like 13 14 yeah. and i didn't want to tell anybody because i thought it was the most embarrassing thing in the world yeah. and actually i wish i would have spoken more and told people more and opened up more and i wish i could go back and tell myself that it would be okay yeah. and that actually it's okay not to be okay it's okay not to be okay and I wish I could tell my younger self that I like I was going to do okay better. because look at like when I compare my life now yes, yeah, to yeah. where my life was a few years ago, like it but blows like even, my mind. Even when I think about um, like A levels and like stuff like that, my teacher for English told me and my mum at a parents' thing. She was like, "Yeah, I don't really think um, English language is for you," and he's finding it really difficult at the moment. I, I think he'd be lucky to get a C, and I was just there like, "Okay, right." I could care what she thinks of me or mm. I could be like, fuck you and go and get a, a B, which I did. You wanted to just brag <sighs> about B, didn't you? Fuck you. No, sorry, that was that was rude. Um, but do you know what I mean? Like, believe in yourself and obviously care what others think of you, but don't be afraid to like be selfish, I guess. Yeah. And I really wish I could tell myself as well um, in a kind of like 
like a wise adult context. The wise woman. The wise woman. That if a situation is making you unhappy, get out of it sooner. Because I spent so long in situations that were making me unhappy. Mm. I think probably because when you're growing up, you just don't know what is going on in your own head. But it's familiarity, I think. Yeah, and like I'm you're there, like well, this is so familiar, so it must be right. Like, I must be friends with this person because I've been friends with them since I was 10, but actually they're yeah, horrible yeah, yeah, to yeah. you. <laughs> or I must stay with this person because uh, this is all I know, and actually they're horrible to you. Yeah. And and I think I stayed in situations which made me miserable, and it was only when I got out of them that I was like, bloody hell, I didn't have to do that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and but I, it might take a bit of a while for you to like realise that that was the state. Yeah, and the biggest thing I've learned as an adult is you probably won't realise things are bad until you're out of them so you won't realize that maybe you weren't making the best decision for yourself until you've made a different decision and i also think we will never fully feel like adults we will be still feeling we're in a weird limbo age but i still think (laughs) even at 30 when i can't turn the gas oven on i will phone my mother when my child pukes pukes all over me i will phone my mother like there's no two ways about it yeah I think it's really interesting, the topic of being an adult, because it is an overwhelming decision-making, responsibility-holding job to have is being an adult. Well, that, that was that was like a little slogan, decision-making, <laughs> responsibility-holding. If you fancy the job of being an adult, <laughs> then apply now. But it's true, and I think it's really good to be able to reflect back and look. So I've really... Do you know what? I've enjoyed this discussion today, I Ian. think it's just a case of... My, my last piece of advice would be... Oh, sorry. He's got more. Well, no, I just, I think like overall to sum up, I guess we're trying to say like, you're never going to be perfect. You're never going to make the right decision in everything you do. So just don't be afraid to, don't be afraid to make a decision. Don't be afraid to do something that maybe might be perceived by others as being selfish if you think it's the best thing for you. And just, just believe in yourself because you probably will ultimately be fine. Like you probably would have worked out to turn on that gas oven without your mum's help, probably. Probably, but I mean, thanks for the help me here. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. But, but <laughs> you, you'll be fine, I think, is the yeah, advice. Yeah, I think it's Believe so easy to worry about. God. For that's the place to start. Oh, and I say, no, stop it. Hey. You're making me cringe. What a wonderful kind of day. Arthur. What, um, what a programme. What a programme. Um, but yeah, overall, I feel like we don't, we haven't quite, we're, we're dishing all of this, but we haven't quite reached the adult stage yet. But no. when will we? But that is just as much advice as we can give you In, from yeah from our short life experience yeah so we hope you enjoyed the last uh, 30 minutes or 30 so. minutes of yet more what is the word i used earlier trollop <laughs> <laughs> yes if you'd like more trollop, trollop. <laughs> um yeah check us check us out uh, we're on spotify right. we are we are actually affiliated with um nerve nerve podcasts just want to plug a bit of nerve here so um as you mentioned I, I do a little bit of presenting uh, and I have a show on Nerve and Nerve is basically the brand here that you, it has magazines, it has radio, it has TV, I think. It has and it's now got podcasting. All medias and we are part of Nerve We're podcast. under this brand. so We did want to strike it out alone, but we thought, you know, be affiliated. Be affiliated. So um, check out the other Nerve podcasts. I think they've got a lot of lot of things on offer they've got like a girls bathroom advice for those who have got some boy troubles or you can just listen to our relationships podcast from last week yeah. uh, and they've got waffcast as well which i think is just literally people waffling on but yeah uh if you'd like anything discussed on future podcasts let us know let us know roxanne rose on instagram don't message you and he won't reply no. uh, Whoa. <laughs> slide into his dms ladies <laughs> yes yeah, slide um, in and yeah you'll catch us again in two weeks time we'll be discussing christmas we will very, be discussing christmas very exciting i'm buzzing about christmas it's the most wonderful time of the year oh brilliant it's beginning to look a lot like christmas anyway thank you so much for listening guys and we will catch you again next time 